afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well where you are. I hope all is well in your world. I can't believe that the year is almost coming to an end. Wow, this has been a year, but well, let it come to an end and let's have Christmas. And I pray that this Christmas season will compensate for all of the turmoil of the year and that God will make all things beautiful in his time and that as the year comes to an end it will be a time of rejoicing and thanksgiving for all of us because we will all be able to say that all things have worked together for us you know and that we have seen the Lord's goodness his mercy and compassion even in the land of the living Um, I pray for everyone who may have suffered a loss this year and I pray that the Lord will comfort them and I pray that God will keep all of us you know in his grace and his mercy even as the year winds down to an end and that his voice will be near and dear and clear to us and we will have the wisdom for every single day god will give us the wisdom for today new mercies every morning and a grace that surpasses all that we're going through and that the ability to live above sin above unrighteousness above evil to overcome by the power of his word that grace will be made abundantly available to all of us in Jesus' name. And that the power of God will be near to us. His presence will be will be very near to us. His voice will be clear. And we will walk in His ways. We will do everything that is pleasing in His sight. And that our lives will be changed. Our lives will also be an example of God's, of God's glory. We will shine His light forth. And God will touch so many hearts and lives through us. Through the things that we say. Through the things that we do. And through the things that we make happen for others, all to his glory. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, so today is going to be very free-flowing musing. And I just felt I should muse about faith. And um, yesterday we talked about um, numbering our days. You know, it says, teach us, O Lord, to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And we looked at the concept of days and what that meant and, you know, how that plays out in life and this morning i almost thought maybe i should go further into that concept of days but i wasn't feeling it you know what i'm saying so i just said you know we can never get tired of musing about faith let's talk about faith because we um you know it all starts and ends with faith when we knew some days ago we talked about the fact that you know um the circumcision that is not neither circumcision nor circumcision avails anything but faith which works by love and we found out that faith is a very important part of working with god god wants god wants us to obey his word to keep his word to have faith in his word to have faith in him you know so i felt okay and i remember then i said i wanted to muse on hebrews 11 and let's go through the hall of fame of faith you know and um, perhaps today i think today will be that day so we're going to be in hebrews 11 throughout from start to the finish if there are any scriptures that come to my mind you know to illustrate certain things i'll you know i will bring them up as well but otherwise in terms of bible reading we're going to be reading just on hebrew 11 which is really i would say an inspirational chapter about what faith is and even though the whole bible in fact there are so many references in the new testament there are actually 280 references of the word faith you know from start to finish and in old testament we have about 56 references so you can see that faith is really a big thing in the new testament it's not so much about you know laws and you know ordinances it's really about the heart 
and what we believe and what that faith makes us do um you know so um yeah so i think like i've always said we can talk about faith forever but today i think the title of today is now faith is and you know and because it's important i think for me to continue to remind myself what faith what faith is and what it is not and i like how hebrews 11 verse 1 starts it it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear and i think this is the fundamental um, essence of believing in christ because i think that the extent to which this hebrews what hebrews 11 1 describes the extent to which it is real to me is what will determine how far or how deeply i go in faith and let's talk about faith because i think sometimes when we talk about faith it sounds a bit abstract let's look about let's look at beliefs you know because recently i you know i've been more conscious of the belief systems that people have how people think you know when i look at the things that are going on in nigeria i see how there's such a different perspective about the same thing you know and you can i started realizing that some people you know they are thinking from a more global mindset you know so certain values globally acceptable values are what drives the way in which they see things some other people are looking at it from a more local and traditional you know cultural lens and you know there's no meeting points between the two perspectives so i started really thinking be more conscious of beliefs that people have that then drive the position that they take on things so when god talks about faith what he's saying is what do you believe what are the belief systems what is my mindset what is my attitude to god's word and i think many times like for instance there are many belief systems that we have for instance culturally there's some people that believe that you know certain people from we have beliefs about people we have beliefs about food we have beliefs about um, taboos things that nobody should ever do and those things are unshakable you know no matter what anybody tells us we hold on to that belief even when sometimes there's evidence to the contrary we hold on to it so man everybody on earth has what they we all have beliefs we all have the capacity to believe. there is nobody even the people that we say that they are unbelievers we mean what we mean is that they do not believe that jesus christ is lord they do have what they believe in god created every man to be to be able to believe something excuse me which is why when the devil wants to influence you he first starts by attacking your mind because he needs to make you believe that he is powerful he needs to make you believe that serving him makes sense he, need, he needs to make you believe that the things that he's offering are are um, good for the good for food or good for progress like he did to eve before he can actually begin to shed a lot of his poison and venom in your life you know what i'm saying or manifest himself through my life or, or, or anyone's life he needs me to believe the things that he said which is why the bible describes him as a deceiver and that shows you that at the end of the day in fact i'm using on this that 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 the fact that the devil has to deceive people to get them to do what he wants it shows that man cannot be forced to do anything except he gives you know that permission to do it because if the devil was so powerful why would he need to deceive you we just come and take control now and force you and i to do whatever he wants to do well no he cannot because the earth god has given it to the children of men and he cannot violate 
um, the laws of the Most High God, the law of day and night. There's nothing He can do. He cannot stop it. Ah, thank God. Oh. <laughs> you understand? I say, you know, even oxygen He would have taken from this earth if He had it in His power to do it. You understand? But the things that you know, the Most High God, the order of the universe that He has put in place, none of the princes of this world have the authority. None of them, and neither you know their head. You know, none of them have the authority to order to alter those things so which is what the scripture says it says the worlds were framed by the word of god and so even the universe the everything the way god has made the worlds and we human beings that are inside is that the earth he gave it to the children of men he didn't give it to angels that's why you don't see angels walking around even if they come you know they are not visible they cannot do things they have to talk to the children of men which is why god sent angels to joseph and co to tell them your um, your wife is going to have a, a baby if mary did not agree jesus would not have been able to come through her uh, this is really me this is this music it always amazes me how even things things i didn't know comfort which just shows that it's not really it's really music with jesus so so jesus is actually yeah i don't realize this is really music with jesus because Jesus actually speaks. Yeah. And that's why he sent the angels. Because if you look at it, if God didn't need the permission of men, why would he even bother sending angels? Well, every time he would send angels, he sent angels to John the Baptist's father to tell him that the child that they are going to give birth to is going to be a foreigner, is going to be a great man and everything. The man did not believe it. So God said, okay, since I need his permission to believe, let him go dumb for nine months. By the time he he is dumb, he will know that what I've said is true. And it's true. So that period was a time of him developing the faith that he needed for God to use him. His wife, thank goodness, Elizabeth, that one believed there was no issue. Mary too. She said, be it unto you, be it unto thy servant according to your words. Finish. Uh-uh. It, was, it was done. Later, an angel also appeared to Joseph so that he shouldn't, you know, divorce his wife. And Joseph too believed, which is why he didn't put away his... His, his betrothed wife or you know so really awesome things here so the belief so god we are all we all have belief systems we are all have things that we believe there are things that are beliefs that have been put in us from childhood through our parents some through our experiences some through our environments but the important thing is that we need to also make space in our hearts for the beliefs to develop belief systems around God, around who He is, what He can do, what my life in Him means, and how I'm going to live my life. We have to construct belief systems around it. And I think now that I'm using on it, I now realize that it is the absence of those belief systems that make us fall or faint in the day of adversity. And let me let me stay with me on this. A belief system is not something that somebody just comes on there and need to shake. No. Then, if, the, if, if, if God's word, for instance, concerning salvation, healing, deliverance, maybe casting out devils, exercising my authority as a believer, if I have not developed a concrete and firm belief system in that, it, there, there's a kind of temptation I will face. I won't be able to exercise that part because I don't really believe it. So, like, for instance, somebody coming to come and tell me that I'm not Nigerian. You, you know what I'm saying? I, oh my goodness, I believe that I'm Nigerian. I am associated that Shola, you're not even really Nigerian the way you think it. And I'm like, I'll just get out of here. You know what I'm saying? I won't even listen to you. You can talk, talk, talk. I'll just look at you. I mean, you really need to go and get yourself some, you know, 
or Panadol or Prozac or something, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? I would completely disregard it. But that's because my belief in the fact that I'm a Nigerian is so strong, it's so firm, it's so ingrained. You can't come with any story and tell me. I, I'm like, no, that I'm not even available. I won't even listen to you. I don't care what kind of information or evidence you have. That is the sort of belief system. That's how faith needs to be in my life and my heart for me to be able to exercise it or use it. And that's what Hebrews 11 1 is saying. He said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. So it's a belief system that is so firm in your heart that it is an evidence, it is like it is something that that points to the you know the reason why you believe or you hope certain things. And it says through faith we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This is very important because even though we say we are children of God. Like, for instance, that example of I gave of being a Nigerian. My conviction of my being a child of God, is it as strong as my conviction of being a Nigerian? My conviction of being a son of God who has the authority to come before the throne of grace to ask God for anything or to stand on this earth against the devil and his cohorts, is it as strong as my conviction that... I am, you know, maybe the daughter of my father, or I am from a certain tribe in Nigeria, or this is the language that I speak. How strong, how firm is my conviction in Christ? So I will go on to read a few more scriptures on Hebrews 11 particularly, and we will see how, you know, those that came before us, what faith was in their life. So this is now faith is... And apologies for the long opening, but it, it's, it's setting the scene. The music itself will not be too long. Thank you for joining. We're talking about now faith is. Thank you. Yeah, so now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the others obtained a good report. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Uh, yeah, through faith, we know that the worlds were not framed, that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Excellent. So, verse 4 By faith, Abel offered, that's Abel, offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. We are in Hebrews 11, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it him, he being dead yet speaks. That was Abel. Mm-hmm. So by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than faith. So Abel offered his own sacrifice in faith. Only God knows <laughs> what Cain offered his sacrifice in. But clearly, he, the spirit, his heart was not right before God. And God did not accept the sacrifice because, again, God is not about the sacrifice. He's about the condition of the heart. So Abel's heart was right. So God accepted his offering. But he did not accept Cain's own. And to show that Cain's heart was really not right, by the time he found out that God accepted Abel's offering and did not accept his own, he now, out of jealousy, went to kill his brother. I'm like, you know, some people, and as I said, as always, some people are just evil, though. Because, see, two brothers with completely different hearts. And, and, and I honestly think some people just need to check their hearts. Honestly, I don't, you know, I said, really? The guy, and then by the time the judgment of God comes upon him, he's now crying, hey, this is too hard for me. But you killed your brother. I said, you ended his life. And people never forgot, which is why 
Paul, even in Hebrews, thousands of years later, was saying the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Because that was the first murder committed upon the face of the earth. Cain has that honor of being the first person and it was his own blood brother that he killed so honestly there is evil in the world let's not deceive ourselves there is a lot of evil in the world and there is no gray line it's everything that we do everything that i do is either siding with good or siding with evil in every aspect of my life in my family you know whether there are family issues whether in my household whether in my community whether in my workplace whether you know whether in my nation you know there is no middle ground so um, verse 5 by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God so Enoch was a man of God who lived um, in the early days around the time I think before or after Methuselah and the Bible says that he, he didn't die he actually was translated just like Elijah was his body was caught up into heaven and God said that he, he really he really pleased him so he, he lived a life of faith which is what the scripture is saying so god gave him that honor of not even you know dying physically upon the earth so and then he goes on to explain in verse 6 he said but without faith it's impossible to please god for he that comes to god must believe that god is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so we must have a very firm i must have a very firm belief system around faith this is what it's saying you know faith is not and what it's saying is that because so I think when I think the best way for me to muse now that I'm looking at it, because when we say faith, 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 everybody say I have faith in God, and I have faith. But the point is, I think by the time we look at our natural beliefs, it is when you compare the two, that's where you can now know the worth of your faith. Because I feel that my observation generally is that for most of us, and even I myself as well to some extent, I think our natural beliefs are stronger than our spiritual beliefs. And that comes out very, very firmly, particularly in times of adversity or temptations or trials. And that is why it is very easy for many of us to compromise and we just, you know, always fall short of God's standard on things because we, we, our belief systems are more firm on what people say around us, advice from family, from friends, things that we ourselves have learned. The things of God seem very far, you know, they seem very highfalutin. You know, that closeness is not so much there. But Hebrews 11 tells us that there are men, and many of these people, they didn't even have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have Jesus, you know. The uh, Bible even says that they died in faith, not receiving the promises. But I like that. I, I like that scripture when it says you die in faith. It's good to die in faith now, really. Because it says, if you live by faith, surely you will die by faith as well. So, it, it, the fact that they died in faith shows me that they were living by faith as well. And the Bible says, it is the just that we live by faith. So, I... It, having not received the promises for me physically is nothing if you have received it spiritually because anyway let's let's uh, anyway i hope i'll be have opportunity to explain what i mean by that because but for me my mantra over this period is that it doesn't end here it does not end here in this world and any any as a christian by the time you our parameter of measurement is based on what we can access upon this earth. There is there is something very wrong with that too. And anybody and I'm speaking to myself because anybody who if I have that mentality in my mind, then it is very easy for the devil to get me. If the measure of success is only based on what I get on this earth, what can anybody really give me on this earth really? Can you make me immortal? Because honestly that's all I want. 
can you make sickness go away from me 100% can you stop me from dying if you got them please don't even talk to me but the Lord who after the body has worn out can guarantee me eternal life in a place where there is no sorrow in a place where there is no death in a place where there is no crying in a place where there is peace sorry I cannot experience turmoil in this earth and experience turmoil in the world to come. I am not available for that. That garden of Eden experience that Adam and Eve had before the fall. Me too, I want to have it. I want to have it. I want to have it. Honestly. Because that was what God intended for man. I don't want anything less. So, therefore, there is nothing anybody can give me here that can compare to Garden of Eden experience. So, I want to go to the God who will give me that Garden experience. That's my own. I want that Garden of Eden. Ah, I want it. So, you know, houses, all these things, and they are good. I mean, I'm not saying, please, you know, it's good to be comfortable on this earth. It's good to be comfortable. I will say that, but I will say, if you give me a choice, if there is a choice between not being comfortable on this earth and being comfortable in heaven as opposed to being very 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 comfortable and extremely wealthy in fact the richest man on earth on this earth i'm going to the other side afterwards please i will take the not being comfortable on this earth but thank god god gives us the promise of even being comfortable on this earth but what i'm saying is that that is not the measure of success i'm also saying that even if for any reason things happen and one does not get is not as comfortable as one wants that does not mean that that person's life is finished anyway i won't say more than that because the people that we understand that will understand but the people who will not understand and will not agree will never understand and will not agree so fine that's my own belief based on what i am saying and like i said i'm not saying one should not seek to be comfortable on this earth but not at all costs not at all costs not at all cost not to the extent that you are going to collect things from the devil and mortgaging your soul for that not at all costs that's my own belief it cannot be at all costs but without faith um by faith and i want to just say well and i thank god because god supplies all our needs according to riches and glory and the day the lord said to me say shola i owe you i will supply your needs not your wants he said the person that gives you what you want this is not me. He said, me, I owe this by covenant to his needs. I said, God, I'm okay with it. I know if that one said, because a lot of things I want, I know it's not good for me. I know. I'm very good at wanting things that are not good for me. That's my my core skill. So, God helps me, you know, God curtails that tendency in me. And he gives me what I need. So, I'm so grateful to him for that. So, I'm happy. You know, I, I've come to the point where I'm actually happy. Because I realize that I'm not very good at choosing what's good for me you know what i'm saying most of the time what i want i am not i'm not i'm let's just say i i tend to to pick things that are not good for me you know god is god understands me better and he knows what i need so that philippians 4 19 my god shall supply all that i need is really written for me because I, te- I, I I have a tendency to go after things that are very, very, oh Lord, very, very bad for me. And there are some of you listening that may know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it's just God, it's by his mercy that I'm not consumed. So anyway, I thank God for that. So that's what I'm saying about, you know, 
the measure of success cannot be what we what we possess in, in physical terms so verse hebrews 11 verse 8 says by faith abraham when he was called to go out into a place okay let's start no verse 7 by faith noah being warned of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an act to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith i mean noah really amazes me because i want god just told him that flood is coming and he went and started building an ark that was big enough to carry all the animals in the world including giraffe and elephants and after building it, he carried them in two by two i mean the level of faith i don't even understand meanwhile there was no sign of such a flood and there had never been a flood that was close to that how could he even believe people would have been laughing at him you understand and he was just doing it guide his whole family is you know i just wonder if somebody if god were to tell me that one this now will i even listen you know what i'm saying i just be like man this cannot even be god you know so and somehow we convince ourselves that it was easier for them in those days it's not easier okay so now god may not be telling you to build a physical ark but there's something that god is asking you and i to do you know asking me to do that is to me is as in quote silly as telling me to go and build an ark and tell me to carry animals in and i just decided that you know what you're just talking to yourself god you know ah uh, i think what i'm getting from this is that working with god is really going out on a limb and it's either you are all in or you are not at all and i think that's the way god sees it because if people have worked with him like this in the past then we have no excuse even today when we have so much resources we have a world that is connected there are people who can support and help you with anything once you have the passion to do it you know you know there are people that will be drawn by that passion that's one thing i've noticed about the world that we're living in today people are looking for something to believe in and to give themselves to so if there's anything that you have received the passion of god to do you will find people that will come and you know tabernacle with you and just give you all their time because people are there's a lot of hopelessness people are really looking for purpose they're looking for something to believe in you know but clearly because most of us are following our own lives you know somebody cannot you know there's nothing to really draw people to so wow anyway so verse eight by faith abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance he obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went in fact this abraham's own is another level because god called him and said you should go out into a place that he will show him he said you give an inheritance and the man went not even knowing where he was going imagine leaving your house packing your load and getting into the car and driving or you get onto the road and you don't even know where you are going you don't even know <laughs> no destination you're just driving oh well that's what you call living by faith yeah, that's what it is and see what he has inherited you know the father of faith an earthly kingdom israel and a spiritual kingdom you know everywhere his name has been written into all of eternity there will never be another abraham it's just one and only you know so verse 9 by faith abraham sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with isaac and jacob the heirs with him of the same promise through faith also sarah herself received strength to conceive seed i love this one and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised in fact sarah's testimony has really blessed a lot of women and i think many women have received strength by what you know what she also did and the bible tells us i was through faith and what is so good about the bible is that it's so realistic because we realize that sarah too didn't just jump into that faith she didn't believe you know that she could have a child you know which is why she laughed when the angels came and told her that she will have a child you know she actually laughed those men that came that later were proven to be angels she didn't believe but it got to a point when the bible says that she she got to a place of faith and she received strength so sarah had a natural belief system which is that 
a woman who has stopped her menstruation and is old cannot have a child and it's the truth i mean as a fact but that doesn't change the truth of god's word that god says me that i am the creator of all things me that i uphold all things by the word of my power i am telling you that these laws that i uphold i myself will be the one to bring forth this child for you so she, she, she deconstructed that natural belief system and developed the spiritual belief system it, it is a process you know it is a process the bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god she must have mused upon that word meditated upon it declared it to herself spoke it to herself built up her faith in it and the bible says she received the strength through that faith to conceive at um, Abraham's seed. Abraham said, still producing seed over the age of 100, some powerful men there, you know. But of course, that was also part of him. And, and we also see that Abraham, too, at some point, he also derailed and went into Hagar and got, you know, Ishmael, you know. So for both Abraham and Sarah, faith was a journey, but they did get there eventually. And in verse 13, it says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Yes, so this verse 13 now, I think, hones in on what I had said earlier about living for, you know, the promise of the Garden of Eden, or for, you know, the, 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 the eternal life in the afterlife. Because what I see what i believe and what i've noticed is that for as long as we are looking at this world as our own it's impossible to walk in the kind of faith that god is describing that these other you know men of and women of god walked in it's impossible because the bible says friendship with the world is enmity with god number one it also says that satan is the prince of this world is the god of this world everything you know faith and worldliness and love of the world he says anybody that loves the world does not have the love of the father in him it doesn't you know it doesn't jive and i will say too i can say that there was a time even in my present i loved the world too much i was a believer in fact i'll say up to five years ago in fact when i started really my you know my hatred for the world became started happening i think it was from around last year my discontent started from around last year before then i was really loving the world and the things in the world it is possible to be a believer and be loving the things in the world but it's a deception of the devil because at that time you are re- the love of the father is not in you now that the love of the world has left me i mean to a very large extent i now know that i was worldly for a very long part of my christian life while still believing i was a believer but the things that I gave my heart to, the things that I gave my life to, you know, God was just something. I, I, uh, he was, yeah. So the Bible says that they died in faith, not having received the full manifestation of the promise, promises, but they had seen it afar, and they were persuaded. And for me, this is real faith because if you are really in faith, whether or not you receive it physically, it should not shift the faith. Faith is not dependent on things that are seen. That's why it says this faith. He said now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Anything that you need to believe before you see is not faith. And it says they embraced those promises and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. It's very important that has been my observation if you don't have that you know if you don't see that way that you know um, this place is not your home you are very likely 
it, it will be very difficult. So verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that's another black mind brain experience. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Yeah, and that's another thing. You have to be sold out to be able to walk in faith. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the parting, the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. I love that. They're not afraid of the king's commandment. They didn't care. They hid him because they knew. When they say proper child, they knew that he was a child that was supposed to fulfill something for God. That's Moses. Thank God for parents that walk by faith. The king said they should kill all the Hebrew children. They married. As he said, the parents, they hid him for three months. You know what that means? They would have... They were not afraid of the king's commandment. That's his faith. That's his faith. That is faith. While in Egypt, with a very vicious king, the same um, Ramses that ended up chasing all of them, and you know, they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Verse 24 By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. There was even another, I think another verse that says by faith, he chose, um, you know, to suffer with the children of Israel, choosing, um, you know, God rather than the pleasures of sin, you know, choosing to walk with the people of God rather than, choosing to suffer with the people of God rather than the pleasures of sin for a season. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them by faith. They, the children of Israel, passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. I mean, that took a lot of faith because it's not as if God dried the waters of the Red Sea. The waters were by <laughs> on their left and their side. So truly, they passed. They passed that Red Sea. They crossed the Red Sea by faith because they had the faith that God, that the waters that had been parted remain parted until they crossed. So they crossed by faith. He said, and the Egyptians trying to do so because they did not do it in faith. They were drowned. Thank you, Lord, for that. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. This faith, all these things was faith. And when he says by faith, what it means is that if they did not do it in faith, the power of God would not have come down. So, in fact, as I'm reading that red sea, I used to think that it was God that actually, you know, allowed the water to cover the jar. But now I'm realizing that if those people passed by faith, that means the reason why the Egyptians were drowned was because they didn't pass, they didn't pass it's by faith they you know they, so the, the power couldn't cover them <laughs> oh well by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace she believed that these men you know the people who came out to spy the land she believed that they were children of the most high god she believed that the god that they served was you know worthy of serving and who was the the you know the owner the creator of the ends of the earth and the, and the bible and the lord kept her her faith you know, prevent, saved her life, essentially. Verse 33 says, Who through faith sub- subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. That's the promise of the Messiah. Looking unto Jesus. Okay, no, no, no. Received not the promise of the uh, Messiah. Yeah, so it says, 
um, by faith, yeah, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fill me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead race to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. And he's talking about the fact that these people did not see the Messiah in their own lifetime. But look at all what they suffered for him. They believed that they were strangers and pilgrims upon the earth. And many of them... Where, you know, their life's experiences, their work with God is what is documented in the scripture that you and I have been handed with as on, on a platter of gold. People actually died to bring forth all of these things. A lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of faith as well, a lot of overcoming as well. But I think... Like I said, when I read the scriptures, I just wonder at the kind of belief systems that we have developed around God and what it means to be a follower of Christ. I think for the greater part, a lot of it is not scriptural. It is, if you ask me, a lot of it is fairy tales. It, you know, it that's view that is being widely shared of you become a Christian you don't have any problems it's, there's no reference for it in scripture the Bible says they that will live godly will suffer persecution but what I'm seeing in Hebrews 11 here is saying that regardless of that the foundation of God stands sure the just shall live by faith and that faith in God's word is not dependent on what we experience and what we go through that in fact in times of adversity the faith of the person who believes is strong that's what the bible teaches and he's all disciple despite the fact that they were destitute they were mocked they were mocked they wandered about in sheepskin they were tried despite all those persecutions god says the world was not worthy of them the account of the Lord says they obtained a good report through faith. But if we were looking at their lives, we'll say, ah, this man, his life is not, in fact, his life has derailed. But God saw it differently. Because God weighs the heart and God is about faith. He says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not said. I think the question I would ask myself, and I think all of us will, and I, and I believe that in the coming years, in this decade, I, this is my own personal belief for my life. I don't know if it applies to anyone else. I believe that 
a lot of us our faith is going to be challenged seriously in the next years to come and it will be challenged in such a way that anybody that is not sold out like the way these people are will just have to it will not be possible to sit on the fence and to be doing one leg in one leg out like a lot of us have been able to do for the greater part i would think of the last five to ten years i think it will be more difficult in the next coming years so we'll see a lot of people really just going one way because the challenges and the persecutions the things that will come forth will be such that you either you either believe or you don't believe you're either working with god or you're not working with god and i don't really know why i'm saying this but that's what i i i sort of believe that that is what it will be i i thought that's that's how i feel that's what i think so thank you for joining me on this musing you know this this is one of those how will i say exploratory it's just really to yeah to challenge myself to remind myself of what the word god, what the word what the word of god says around things and yeah i trust god that he will make his word alive in me and you know and that he will do his thing i am very much inspired by the lives of these people i'm very much inspired by what they have been able to achieve and i'm encouraged as well because you know it does show me that it's possible to work with god and to do things that are exceptional for with god if i can you know challenge my own natural belief systems and allow the word of god to influence the way that i think in the same way as i have allowed other natural things to influence the way that i think it's an ongoing journey and i trust god that he will take me on his full to the fullness of his purpose in my life in jesus name thank you so much for listening with me today i wish you all a wonderful day weekend and week ahead in jesus name the grace of the Lord be with you us all and never depart from us and continue to give us peace. Thank you for listening. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.